This is the Fatherhood Unlocked podcast, and my name is Dan Doty. I'm a father of three, an outdoorsman, and a meditator, and supporting dads to be the best version of themselves is my highest calling. Fatherhood is the biggest rite of passage in a man's life. It's our biggest opportunity to grow up, to wake up, and to learn who we actually are. I believe that a father's love is the biggest missing vitamin on the planet. This podcast is intended to be a lightning rod to call men to action, to create community, and to set a new tone and standard for what fatherhood means. Welcome to Fatherhood Unlocked. To date, the episode of this podcast that had the most buzz and the most listens was with Rochelle Garcia Saliga. That conversation for this show really sparked a uh, an interest and a desire and a project for her and I to to go further and have more conversations. And this episode today is an introduction to a upcoming event called Journey into the Wilds, Mothering and Fathering with Courage. Rochelle and I are getting together for a series of three conversations online, and we are diving into the intensity and the overwhelm and the beauty and really truly the wildness of what it feels like and what it means to be a parent today. And Rochelle is a wildly brilliant uh, practitioner that works. uh, She has an organization called Innate Postpartum Care. She trains postpartum support um, practitioners and she works primarily with women and mothers in the context of motherhood. And uh, so I'm bringing my my dad army and she's bringing her uh, her mom army and we're coming together really to just set a place, set a table of permission and exploration together. Rochelle and I don't have a, a massive thesis here. We don't have a plan. We're not coming together to say, hey, this is how you parent today and this is how we might parent tomorrow. Rather, we're getting in here to try to describe and be with and experience the full the full spectrum of all that's going on in this really wild moment in humanity, in this really wild period of evolution or disintegration or all of the things that might be occurring right now. So there's three conversations we're having. It's going to be on November 2nd, November 9th, and November 16th. This is 2023. And uh, the names of the conversation, the first call is titled... Let's see, Ancestral Healing and the Burning Need for Community. Call number two is titled Partnership and Parenting in the Face of the Metacrisis. Call number three is the Call to Courage. So I'm super fired up about this. I'm fired up to be in a space with mothers and fathers. After a long time of doing men's work, there's been a constant call and desire um, to cross over and work with uh, women and mothers directly. And this is just an exciting way to begin it. Um, this podcast today, this recording is very straightforward. It is her and I describing, uh, what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we feel like this is helpful. This is a very emergent conversation. There's a lot of complexity, a lot of subtlety, a lot of things. So this is our offering just to say, Hey, here's what we're getting into. If it's resonant, I hope you enjoy and share, share it in any direction. Um, and if you're interested, come join us for journey into the wilds mothering and fathering with courage. Here is Rochelle Garcia, Saliga, and myself. Rochelle, I'm excited to be here to talk about our upcoming um, series of talks. Uh, It would feel weird to not, you know, have your voice at the very beginning. So um, welcome. Thanks for doing this. I'm excited about this. Thank you. I'm I'm super happy to be here and just, I feel most excited really about bringing the women and the men together and the mothers and the fathers together, because I feel like my world, you know, is and has been primarily women and the mothers for so long. And my sense is your world is primarily the fathers and the men. And that's so important in and of itself, but it's like, it feels to me that this time of union, this time of unification and all of its manifestations is now. And so I yeah. feel excited about that. 
Yeah, that's my primary uh, excitement too. It feels like a long time coming. And honestly, mm -hmm. since I've been working with men and dads, it has been a constant conversation that's come in from all directions, which is when are we getting together? When are mm -hmm. we when are we bringing the men and the women, the moms and the dads into the same room in some sort of consistent way? So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. So what we're doing in this conversation specifically, we're just going to name, and this is, I'm speaking to the listeners. Um, we're just going to name what we're doing first. We're going to tell you the what mm -hmm. of what we're doing, but really what we're here to do today is to talk more about the why, because there's a lot there's an immense amount of feeling and experience and energy flowing through uh, this conversation, these conversations that we're, you know, setting up to have. So we just wanted to set the table in a sense, or set the stage um, and get things uh, oriented in a way to make sense of, of where we're headed, because what we're doing is quite emergent as well. So we're just doing a little bit of proactive setting the stage. So on that note, uh, the what, just to define it, and of course, I just clicked off my website when I said that. So our series of talks, this event is called Journey into the Wilds, Mothering and Fathering with Courage. And this is a three-part online conversation, Rochelle. We are, uh, we're going to be together on November 2nd, November 9th, and November 16th in 2023. We're going to be together at 3 p.m. Eastern, which is noon Pacific time. And uh, it's going to be two hours long. So three to five Eastern, noon to two Pacific. And it's a series of three conversations, which I mentioned. And just to name the there, we have an intention for themes for each call. The first one is titled an Ancestral Healing and the Burning Need for Community. The second call is titled Partnership and Parenting in the Face of the Metacrisis. And the third is called the call to courage. And really, if if I just to try to simply distill um, what this is, is how are we in this moment experiencing motherhood and fatherhood? How are we experiencing it together? Uh, and how might we begin to orient ourselves to uh, to do that now and and in the future? Uh, anything you want to add in clarification or anything just to the what to the it part of this? Um, well, I don't know if it technically responds to that, but like what like jumped forth for me and it's been really alive for me the past couple of days. Um, and I feel like speaks to our intention in coming together is that I would say that most people who are drawn to, you know, even listen to this conversation we're having or the three series conversations that um, we're going to be doing together, have an awareness, right? That consciousness is evolving. So whatever language we want to put into that, we can say that there is a shift happening on earth, or we can say consciousness is evolving, but people who are coming into the space know that there is this change, right? That we're in the change. And something that I've been really aware of, like, first of all, in and for myself, and then tracking how it's happening going on out in the world is that I feel that there is this belief system that consciousness is evolving as something out there. Okay. Like it's yeah. out there that consciousness is evolving, that the shifts of the earth are happening out there, that it's all this external thing, but it's actually all happening in here. Right. And consciousness is evolving through us, okay, mm -hmm. through us as human beings. So these shifts that we're aware of that are happening on earth are not happening out here, okay? They're happening in here. And then when they happen in here, we make them happen out there, okay? It's like the inside outside reflection thing. And I'm naming that because that's a lot of my impetus or my fire to be part of these conversations, right? Because it's so beautiful mm -hmm. to bear witness to these shifts that are happening to how, um, how humanity is waking up. And it's also so devastating because in order for new to be born, there is death that happens, right? It is the compost that makes the soil fertile to bring forth new life, right? So it's this reckoning with the fact that, yeah, we're here to create this beauty, 
But the only way that we are here and able to create beauty is through destruction, right? Destruction of internal beliefs that we hold that aren't in service to life. There is destruction of relationships, deterioration of relationships as one partner is evolving in a different pace than the other. And that is um, such an important consideration for us to hold as mothers and fathers specifically, because this is happening through us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you laid that out as like the, the entry point there. Uh, you, you know, I'm, I think maybe just for people who might be coming across this, that, um, uh, don't know us or don't know one of us. So, so maybe, maybe that's how it would present to a lot of people. If you would, why don't you start, just do a, a short bit about yourself and your perspective coming in, then I'll do the same thing. And then we mm-hmm. can deepen into, into the why and the, and the now. Mm-hmm. So my name is Rochelle and I'm a mama. My daughter just turned 13 years old and Um, I was trained in traditional midwifery through, you know, apprenticeship route throughout all of my twenties. I was also adopted, um, through spiritual adoption. So I grew up in my early adulthood with elders and, um, I consider myself a midwife, even though I'm not currently attending births because my whole orientation to life is through the lens of traditional midwifery, which is that, Um, you know, how we're conceived and what ways do we gestate and what ways are we born and what ways are we in relationship, especially in our early childhood lives? Um, In what ways are we in community? Like these are the defining questions that make us human. And my work um, right now primarily is through a postpartum care training that I created called Innate Postpartum Care. So I work with birth and healthcare practitioners from around the world to like bring back out to the collective, what I call physiologic postpartum care. So it's the understanding that all of the world's postpartum traditions are the same. And they're the same because they come from our physiologic design as postpartum women. So it is my, um, let's say, contribution or peace in this collective time of remembrance. Yeah, beautiful. So I'm Dan Doty. I have been working primarily with men uh, for the great majority of my adult life. I started out as a wilderness therapy guide, and I spent many, many hundreds of days out in wilderness settings, uh, running circles and hiking and climbing and canoeing and just, you know, squatting on the earth with with a bunch of young boys and uh, stumbled into a calling very young, which was that of beginning to be insanely curious and passionate about the uh, what it means and what it would look like or what it takes uh, for boys and men to mature in a natural fashion and go through the stages of life and grow and evolve and uh, sort of, you know, reach the the possibilities, not in some level of performance, but just in sort of the natural human uh, maturation process. And I specifically, even at a very young age, I think it was probably 24, I got to help facilitate a series of father-son uh, experiences in that context out in the wilderness. And those experiences, I feel like were some of my first major insights and teaching moments was I got to see in real life and feel the the insane levels of barrier and wall and and sort of separateness between fathers and sons. And then I also got to experience what it was like when that broke down. And I got to experience the immense amounts of love held in these men and boys and just got so clued into how how withheld and repressed uh, that just fundamental human part of us tends to be in men. So that just, I was hooked, right? And so uh, I've I've done many things. I I was a inner city high school teacher in the Bronx. I was a I produced adventure te- television for years. But really, that the through line of my work has always been men, groups of men. Um, I found my first men's group when I was 27 in New York City. That was sort of the next major turning point. Uh, it's when I started my own inner looking and learning and and practicing in an intentional way. At that same time, I also uh, found a, a a meditation lineage, a Vajrayana meditation lineage through Chogim Trungpa and Reggie. Reggie Ray was my my teacher, uh, and 
along that way, I just, I've never been able to set down this passion and obsession toward um, speaking out and being a, a a voice and an energy to, to helping men open up and grow. And uh, so along that way, I founded a, an organization called Every Man, which is a men's work organization that I'm no longer a part, a part of. Our major intention there was to simply model and show men that they have feelings and how to access feelings and how to sort of unfreeze that part of, of their system. And then after I left that, I've been primarily working uh, in the realm of fatherhood and I have a podcast and I have a training program for men who are about to become dads. I have a digital uh, online men's group for fathers. And uh, what I'm really passionate about, I feel like it, my point of view is coming to a much sharper point lately. I feel far more uh, expressed in this last chunk of time. And it's, it is very much exactly what we're getting into with this conversation series, which is uh, as what seems to be the disintegration, just the intensity of life seems to continue to ramp up and ramp up. Um, I'm actually, I find it either necessary or somehow simpler to kind of cleave through that and find the basics of uh, of human connection, the basics of parenthood, um, and the basics of ourselves as, as parts of this living system as so primary. So that's, that's kind of what I'm bringing in here. Um, and so Rochelle, it's been, I mean, it's been literally a joy so far to, to begin the planning of this, the, the seeding of ideas. Um, and really what we want to do here now is, is go deeper into the, into the why. And if, and if you're up, I'll give you the, the space first to say, what's your why or whys mm -hmm. What's going on here. I feel that the deep undercurrent <clears throat> of why to me is that um, I don't think that most mothers and fathers are actually allowing themselves to feel the totality of what they feel in their mothering and fathering. Um, and I'm saying that because I'm a, a, a deeply connected human who for my whole life has deeply felt, but it's only been in this past year time through new practices that I've been engaged in that I have allowed okay, myself to feel the totality of what I feel in this role of mother. And I feel this why as like the undercurrent for this whole conversation series to create this space, right? To co-create the space with you to allow ourselves to actually feel what we're feeling in the totality, right? Of what it means to be a mother and what it means to be a father specifically at this time, because what is trapped up in all of this unfelt feelings by mothers and fathers is vital life force energy that could help to propel us forward into new understandings, um, new ways of being that look like so many things that we don't even know. Maybe that's the creation of new schools. Maybe that's the creation of new ways of living. I don't even know what's held up in it. But what I do know is that a lot of us as mothers and fathers, because of the intensity, and this is true for all humans at this time, but because this conversation is focused on mothers and fathers, and because I primarily work with mothers and you primarily work with fathers, to me, we are spending so much time really on not feeling our feelings because we feel like they're going to fucking obliterate us. Um, and we don't have like the understanding or the tools of how to be with those feelings in a good way. So we're using all of this life force to not go there. And I am really curious about the coming together in a group of people who are open and willing to at least touch the edges of that so that we can 
open up that life force and see what comes through. Because what is really big and up and real for me and part of my life past is I was brought into traditional ceremony when I was in my 20s. And I have spent a lot of time, years within Sweat Lodge, within Sundance, within Native American church, within a lot of these really beautiful ceremonies that have held a lot of teachings and still do for me. And I've also learned about an inherent dysfunction that exists um, in traditions when we're not open to tradition evolving to meet the times in which we're living. So my inquiry, not just through like this traditional ceremony way, but uh, for us, like as us as humans is how do we become receptive to receive new, you know, if we are saying that we want to create something different, if we're saying that we want to create a new earth, if we're saying that we want to create beauty for our children, what the hell does that look like? Right. And we can have concepts of it, but in order to actually, um, take things out of just a visionary state and actualize them or materialize them, we need more clarity. And so I'm interested in the coming together to open up that field of life energy for that clarity to come through to materialize the vision. I just got so excited. <laughs> yeah, me so too. I was like, that is it. Yeah, yeah that is <laughs> like, it. So I, yeah, I don't know if we've talked in, in these terms together yet, but you know, one of the things that I've said repeatedly for many, many years is that I have felt that the energy of men is one of the uh, greatest untapped resources or least tapped resources on the planet. And, and I really, and I've felt that viscerally for a, a very long time. Right. And I, I actually love, uh, you know, hearing you say that, I mean, obviously I've been in my tunnel of men. So that's how I've been naming it. But to know that that's, you know, probably everyone is, is, is encouraging and, and makes sense. Uh, you know, the part of my why here is, is in the simple coming together with you and your community of mothers. Um, because the, my basic report after all of these years with men is that under the right conditions, under conditions of safety and affirmation and permission, what emerges is pure, basic human goodness mm -hmm. and immense love and an immense beauty, right? And um, and all of the all of the other stuff too, right? All of it. But but what emerges when there's permission for all of that, the the unlocking and the unleashing is uh, wildly healing, right? Mm -hmm. And just and just unquestionably unquestionably positive one of the other main things that's been up for me and why i am especially excited to have specifically mothers and fathers together which isn't the only people invited to this let's let's put that out just so people can hear you do not have to have children to come participate in this i think this fits we think this fits for for others as well but I'll, I'll just speak for myself here that as pretty much everything stops has stopped making sense, institutions, ways of being, just the it, it does feel like the level of uh, intensity in the air. There, there's not many things that I can find or the dads I work with find that are that hold any purchase anymore. That had, there's like no there there in most everything. And then we turn to our children, or I turn toward my children, and I turn toward the the simple, fairly clear, what seems to be a clear assignment and job and responsibility and relationship in the actual uh, home and love and, and what's going on in our family. That makes sense. That makes perfect. That makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And what I'm finding with dads is that, you know, there is a a lived so in the vajrayana the 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 type of esoteric buddhism that i've practiced and that that i have spent so much time with it's 
you know, it, it is the sacred in all. It's a sacred in life in every moment. It's 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 not making any separation. And this is better than that. It's it's just life itself is sacred. And I I have found, and what I've heard through the words of all the dads I work with is that seems to be very apparent and at hand. <laughs> that is one of the things that having children brings to us is this experience of life in our arms, pure life, mm -hmm. and the recognition that maybe we're alive too. And that other people like it, it is this sort of shining, beautiful, luminous touch point with life force itself. And, and for a man specifically in the time and age that we live in, it is a it is as big of a shift in consciousness as you could have, because life is pretty gray mm -hmm. for most men. Life is very flat and gray, and there's not much life force flowing. And then fatherhood comes and child comes and the life force can't be, can't be seen as anything else. And then it starts to, it's just, so I guess what I'm trying to set up here is, is a wise, I think the, opening of energy like you named is wildly exciting just to be there just to try it out just to see right and and not to have like we've been pretty explicit about this we don't have a plan here necessarily we don't have the answers but we but we want to open up the we want to light the fire and and open up into it and i also just have a sense that it is where my decisions are coming from in this in the midst of disintegrated culture crazy shit going on everywhere the meta crisis looming it's it may like it seems like a good place to start fathering mm -hmm. and mothering seems like a place that has some sense left to it and doesn't seem um complicated so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's like um just the end of what you shared for me is a big um reframe that I incorporate into my classes when I'm working with practitioners, right, who then work with mothers is that for a lot of uh, modern mothers, there's such a felt sense of powerlessness. And that powerlessness is coming really from a place of despair, which is, you know, most often coming from social isolation, loneliness. Um, and it's, it's such, um, an insane thing because the truth is is that there is no other place that is more powerful for humanity than being um, a parent right than being a mother than a father because we are um creating right through our love and our energy and our time and our presence the future of humanity right so it's like from this place of this felt powerlessness to this place of a felt sense of empowerment and what, what is within our quote unquote control, right? When so much can feel out of control and like what you're saying, right? Is that you realize in your home and with your kids and with your family, like this direct connection of life force energy, that is something that you have immediate impact over, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this remembrance really of that power that we're all sitting with right and to me again this coming together is then how do we like cultivate that power right like individually and collectively and then direct it right yeah yeah one of the things uh you know we're planning to do i think in the first call is is have some time uh for you to sort of speak speak to what you hear and see in the field for for mothers and and similarly uh i'll do that for fathers you know and myself as well and but you know just to sort of put on here you know we're talking about this time of um evolving consciousness and you know shift however you want to describe it but i just want to put a little in the in specifically for for dads right now to put slightly more specific terms on that the role of father in the last generation, one one human generation, maybe two, right? But one or two generations has gone from a very distanced figure in birth, in early childhood, in the terms of nurturing and and being really in the family. And and this is I'm not saying this is a global thing, right? I'm I'm speaking more from um, 
Western contemporary culture. Uh, but what is now the case or is becoming the case is uh, dad as primary birth partner or close to primary birth partner, uh, postpartum support, and then a full participatory nurturing, you know, member of a family, a parent. And, and my perspective is that this is a really big fucking deal. <laughs> this is just a big deal. There's, there's like, it's quite historic. Mm-hmm. And there is a, uh, you know, when we talk about the, you were speaking about like being blocked up or not able to feel or not able, you know, there's like this shell around dads that uh, for a lot of reasons, we just, most men literally don't feel, don't know how to nurture, don't know how to touch, don't know how to care for. And I, I believe that we, this is fully innate in us as well. Uh, it's just not very practiced. It's, it's, it's mostly not practiced at all. And it's not, very tangible and ants. We, I guess what I'm trying to get to is there's a, there's a really big gap in capacity and even skill or, uh, you know, ways of being and doing that. I think I'm attempting to help men accelerate through that gap so that we can do what's being called on us to do. Totally. And, and what that brings up for me is, um, like, how do we support each other to succeed, right? How do we support each other to succeed as mothers and as fathers? Because like what you're naming is like an orientation piece of our like collective kind of collective over-cultural history, right? And when we understand that and we can understand this deficit, right? That you're naming really that a lot of men are coming from. And then as women, then there's an expectation and maybe we can even say a desire, right. For our men to step into these roles, which I feel is beautiful. And part of our collective evolution, we can say, how do we set each other up to succeed in that? Because mostly what's happening right now is a lot of men, not knowing, not being resourced to step into that. And then a lot of the women getting pissed off, Okay. And then a lot of marital conflict because of the not meeting of each other's expectations. But then when we parse that apart, it's like, who is the support for the men for them to be able to step up into this new kind of role? And who beyond the men is a support for the women? Because a lot of women then will be like, my husband is my postpartum plan. And it's like, no, your husband is not your postpartum plan. Your husband is one person, okay? Who are your other people to support not only you, but also your husband, right? So there's this way that we're needing to like parse apart these dynamics so that we're supporting each other to succeed instead of fail, which is frankly like a lot of what I have witnessed and experienced. Right. Um, and that's like part of the conversation, right? Like how, how do we do this as we're evolving and we're stepping into different roles for and with each other? Yeah. Yeah. Cause as we have this conversation, I mean, it doesn't take long and it, it points for me back to just the, the entire lack of community support and structure, mm-hmm of of which humans are mm-hmm. uh a product of and, and is necessary for for our functioning right i mean mm-hmm. I, I just think i mean that's not the the obviously that's not like the thing but but i feel personally that um you know we're calling this mothering and fathering with courage but as i've been thinking and talking about this you know courage and we'll, we'll get to that but courage and community to me at this point feel like uh the high leverage sort of things to, to hold on to. And, you know, I've been talking to my dads about this the last month, uh, purposefully about this idea of community and the, it's remarkable the, the level of grief and sadness that's right there under the surface. When we can name this loneliness, when we name the, the feelings of unsupported, the, the, like flashing into hopelessness, flashing into just panic. And it's, it's, it's quite a remarkable nervous system sort of experience to, to be amongst. Right. And so 
yeah, I just want to call that out. And, you know, I don't know, like if we are stepping in this for the potential for something new to emerge, my sense is that's, um, gosh, that's, we're going to have to put that in the soup, <laughs> you know, the community thing, we're going to have to really, uh, elevate yeah, that. of course, because I mean, that's a whole thing too, right? It's that surely if you took like a room of, you know, a hundred people that, you know, and a hundred people that I know, and, and we put out the question, how many people here would like to live in community? Like probably all maybe 99 out of a hundred would be like me. And then we would say, and how many people are currently living like that? And you would have maybe one person raise their hand. So then yeah. we have to say, well, what's yeah. the collective reasoning to that, right? Because to me, whenever there's something that's happening that like a lot of people don't like, but it's like still what continues to happen, what what is that, you know? And I feel like there's something there for us to learn in order to grow from, right? Because it's like on an individual level, we tend to have the same damn life lessons over and over and over until we learn them. And then we can move on to the next life lesson. So I feel like that's where we're at collectively. So we're in this time of like, we're in the same lesson over and over. And what's the purpose of that? And to me, like where I've gotten to right in my own thinking and contemplating really on it is that um, we need to understand um, self-sovereignty and what does that even mean in order to come together in healthy interdependence because most of the models of like quote unquote community even if you look at like um, the co-housing things or the intentional communities created over the past 20 years they're highly dysfunctional because what we have lost and forgotten as modern day humans is how to human right yeah. so okay maybe there's a lot of us you know who have skills and it's like i can bring midwifery and someone else can bring this and we have all these skills but what about our skills of interrelating and how do we be in conflict right and and all these things and all these things we need to step we need to lean into that uncomfortability in order to actually be in community because i think that my sense is that there is a lot of fear, mm -hmm. right, in people to lean into that which is uncomfortable, right, because of our conditioning. Yeah, 100%. I mean, my just shooting from the hip, my, my sense there is just that, you know, we, we don't, we don't have to, like, you, you know, you ask that question, like, how many people would like to live in community, all hands will go up. How many of you have to like nobody, right? And and so that sort of force function of like like we're in this together, right? Like through thick and thin, uh, man, that would be you know maybe things will evolve in our external world, internal world, where that is the case again, right? And that'll well, there we are. We'll be we'll be back together in community. But I think you know I think we're trying to you know do that proactively or do that from a you know, from a base because it feels right. And I think that's, that's just harder in a sense. Um, you know, one of the things that we've had some, since we've launched this and put this out in the world, a few people have responded and asking questions about, are we going to talk about partnering and partnership in this process? And and that's very much been alive in, in our discussion so far. So I just wanted to, to note that and name that, you know, our second call specifically is going to have a, a good chunk of, of time dedicated to that because, um, you know, when we, uh, again, I, I go back to what I said earlier, where when I look at just my role as dad in reference to my children, pretty, mostly straightforward, pretty straightforward, right? It's challenging. All the things happen, but <clears throat> there's no great, uh, confusion of, of what's needed. But then you, I look at the next primary relationship up and I look at my wife, I look at my partner and all of a sudden, ah, that's more complicated there's more going on there and um it's obviously very central to this conversation and i just want to sort of honor the fact that that that's on the table and that we're going to be getting into that as well mm -hmm. and that said i mean you know for those of you who um are not in partnership and like that you're still totally welcome to be there right like the point in this is that it's tracking the threads of what both dan and i are, are um, witnessing 
happening in so many partnerships and marriages, right? That feels like it needs a voice because it's really um, not just like our individual problems. We can often so just like individualize what's happening for us. But again, if we talk about how consciousness is working itself out through us, it's not individual problems. It's collective matters that our brain brought to the surface. This is at least how I see it for us to tend to, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been, we we don't have to go here or not, but I've been meaning to ask you this and then we'll, we'll sort of start to off ramp here in a middle in a minute. But, um, you know, I think it was you that suggested the part of the title, the, uh, courage, I call the courage or bothering farther with courage. I'd be curious, like where, what is that? I don't know. What is courage? How does that light up for you? Yeah. I've been sitting with that recently too, and like started to write a little bit on it and it needs to continue to emerge, but I'll just talk right now and what I can and courage for me is something that is really alive, like in my body. And it feels very connected to will. And, um, and again, I'll just speak to it as I feel it. Right. But it's this energy that I feel that is like this warrior of life energy that is like this um, protector and lover and caretaker of life. And it's really clear and it's really strong. Um, and again, for me, it feels like it's interwoven with will. And I'm only able to name that because in the past few years, I've been able to see how a lot of adults don't have will. Um, and, and I can say that because there's a lot of adults who are very easy to control and to manipulate right through the news, through the media, through what this person says, through what, you know, it's like with all these opinions and expert advice, it's like, well, what's true for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Outside of like all of the freaking static noise, like what's your truth. And do you have the ability to locate your truth? And then do you have the ability to act on your truth? And that to me is this will thing. And I really, um, from my midwifery perspective, feel that this lack of will in adults is tied up to birth trauma, like tied up in with our respective birth trauma and our early childhood trauma. Like mm -hmm. a lot of us have had the will like dampened out of us, right? And it makes sense because you have people with no will and they're easy to control. So we're like agents of the the system, right? Um, so yeah, to me, that's what courage feels like. It feels like that energy. Yeah. That's what exciting. Yeah. I, there's a, a, a term from, from my teacher's teacher, Chogab Trugba, that's, uh, unconditional confidence. And it's not, uh, it's not some sense of arrogance or ability to handle anything, it's kind of the opposite. It's just like the willingness to be with and, mm -hmm. and sort of is famous for saying like, when you come to a cliff, you jump. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like that, and I feel like I've embodied that or worked to embody that uh, in, in many ways. And it just, it feels to me like the, this energy we're talking about that that's underneath all of the holding that we're all doing, all of the non-feeling, all of the stuckness, I feel my sense is tapping it, my my experience of tapping into that i think might i might label as courage right i, mm -hmm. I feel like it is participating with life in the, the moment of participating in life actually and participating mm -hmm. doesn't actually feel like the right verb but you know in, mm -hmm. in being alive feels courageous in mm -hmm. and i do think that's a bit of what's going on here you know if i were to if i were just a bottom line why I'm so fired up about this conversation. Why I'm here for it is the, uh, I deeply, deeply care and feel the, the struggle that is going on everywhere, but let's just name it in this, in this layer of, of parents of mothers and fathers today. And I really, I have a, 
just a deep call to, um, it seems like something is possible right now or might be possible in how we turn toward our kids and how we turn toward each other and ourselves that it's like I can imagine or see how that will impact the future or how that could un- unfurl a part of a future or a possible future. And, and I just, I just feel more and more every day. Um, it's just go time. Like it's go time. It's, it's like, like enough. There's no time to fuck around. Uh, the, the it's, it's like, you know, kind of shit or get off the pot. Sorry. these like terrible, stupid metaphors, but it's just, it, it feels like go time. And um, one of the things I'm, most enlivened by parenthood is that, you know, for myself, and I would say for for the dads I work with, like, this is the rite of passage. This is this is the this is the thing that is bringing us forward that is that is bringing us to life. And our, you know, we have this like beautiful uh, accountability experience of our children, feeling and seeing and absorbing our ways of being and, and everything every day. And it's just, I don't, it excites me. I'm scared. I'm scared for, for the future. I'm scared for a lot of people. I'm scared for my family. And, um, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go to the mat here, you know, that's my intention. And and I'm excited to, to, to bring courageous people together to, to just sort of this, I, it feels overwhelming. It really does. And I get a sense of overwhelm from a lot of people. So I think that we can best handle that together. That's that's my why. And I'll I'll just go off the overwhelm then. I mean, my why is because I feel that I am a very well-resourced woman and motherhood kicks my ass like nothing else on the daily. Okay? Every day, all day is like so much internal process for me just by what it requires to be a mother in the modern world. I'm like, this is insane. Like many times a day, like this is absolutely insane, you know? And I have one really close girlfriend who is also super connected, well-resourced woman. And we can go into those spaces together and share, you know, about like the felt sense of insanity that we experience. And this is that I am well-resourced on many levels and dimensions. Okay. So I'm like, how is it then for all of the other mothers? And why is it that so few people talk about this, okay? And it's like, well, I know why, because I fucking think about this all the time. And it's because we just normalize things, right? After things, after we live in dysfunction for a certain period of time, we just start to normalize it. So why would you talk about what's normal? Because it's just, you know, what you do. And I know that like part of this time that we're living in and part of my work has been like, just the realness of my experience, right? To reveal that and then allow that reckoning to be permission for other mothers, right? Um, But it's so much. It is like heartbreakingly beautiful and devastating all day, every day. My daughter is 13, okay? We we have homeschooled her her whole life. This is her first year going to a school. She's at a Waldorf school. Okay, there's 12 kids in her class. And when I drop her off today, like they went on a field trip, I like sit in my car and fucking cry because I don't even know the totality. Well, I do. It's because I don't actually even know these adults that I'm entrusting my daughter with. And she's my most precious one and I have to trust them enough to let her go. And then they're going to go out into the world. And what is she going to be exposed to? And all of the things that are totally out of my control. Right. And I know that there's a lot of things that a lot of people just accept as normal and it's just how it is, but that's not my lived experience. My lived experience is very rarely, if never, ever, that's just how it is. I'm not made like that. 
So <clears throat> in my lived experience of like being in connection with my body and myself and this earth, um, there's so much reckoning that's required to mother in the modern world. And I just want to bring that realness out and like create the permission field for other people to be real again with what they're feeling and what their experience is like mothering and fathering and to call in those who are not mothering and fathering and maybe those who never want to be a mother and father, but to call in our um, human responsibility to show up for each other. You know, something that you and I were talking about before we were, were recording is that there's this like thought um, in the modern world that it's like, you know, the child is the responsibility of just the biological mother and the biological father. And it's like, no, the children are all of our responsibility because they represent all of our futures, you know? And so it's calling in the adults to me who want to um, claim, right, their mature adulthood. To me, this is yeah. part of it. It's part of our yeah. contract of being um, adults, adults in right relationship with life, right? So those are those are the peoples of you who I'm calling into this space to come be in this circle um, and to come and see what we can receive through this communing. Amazing. Yeah. Best kind of party I can think about coming to. So be beautiful. I, I have nothing to add. Um, yeah. I'm glad we did this. Anything, anything else that you do you want to say in closing? No, I think I'm good for now. Yeah. All right. You um, all are welcome. Let's do this. Thanks, Rochelle. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for listening. For one more time, this event is called Journey into the Wilds, Mothering and Fathering with Courage. Rochelle Garcia-Saliga and I are bringing men and women together to have deep, deep conversation and exploration. You can find this if you're interested at dandoty.com slash journey into the wilds. I would love for you to share this and would love to see you there. Thank you.